This podcast contains discussion of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. This is Anthems. I'm Phil Samba, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm a social activist, a health promoter, a researcher, and a writer. Your word of the day is shame. Brene Brown says, shame is an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. I was born and raised in East London to first-generation Sierra Leonean parents who moved to England in the late 80s and broke up before I was born. I was also raised Catholic, I was baptised, I went to a Catholic primary school, I did my first Holy Communion, and later went to an all-boys Catholic secondary school where all my friends were straight guys. I came out in my early 20s and as a now openly black gay man, I can tell you I know lots about shame. As an African child, I learned about shame very early on in life. I was conditioned to believe that the most important thing in the world was what people thought of our family. I was raised with the notion that I couldn't bring any shame onto us whatsoever because it would be the worst thing imaginable. And for a very long time, I did my very best not to let them down despite the constant pressure. I felt pressured to be more than I was, to be perfect, to be constantly happy. When guests were over, we were made to pretend that we were the loving, tight-knit family that we never were to impress people that we barely knew or even liked at times. Looking back, I find it funny because I'm pretty sure they could all see us for what we really were, a dysfunctional family. We made a game out of how silly it was. My older sister used to come into my room and tell me that it was time to play Happy Families. As a child, I thought it was so fake and inauthentic, but I knew it was so important to uphold this sham image of us. In my early teenage years, I was realizing my sexuality and I felt like it was something I could never talk about in school, at home, or anywhere else. I thought I would lose my friends and I felt lonely enough as I was with them around. I knew that at home there would be so much focus on what other people would think. Being gay was not acceptable as it didn't reflect the image of the perfect child. To survive, I kept distracting myself from it. To survive, I kept pretending to be what I thought I needed to be. The reputation and the importance of upholding it was deeply rooted in me and the way I lived my life. Section 28, a law created by the Tory government in 1988 that prohibited the promotion of homosexuality by local authorities. This censored and scared teachers and governors from mentioning, teaching, or even acknowledging anything queer-related in schools. When the laws were removed in 2003, I was 13 and really struggling with accepting my sexuality. I even went through a period of praying, begging God to make me straight so I would fit in. Being gay was not discussed at all for the remaining three years by teachers and never discussed positively by my peers. I left school with exacerbated feelings of loneliness and otherness. I was taught nothing about sexual orientation and accepting myself. I didn't have examples of healthy queer relationships. And although there is a historic, powerful black queer community in South London, I wasn't exposed to it as I grew up in East London. So not only did I feel like the only gay in the village, but the only black gay in the village. By my late teenage years, pretending to be someone else was beginning to take its toll on me. Praying wasn't enough. 
And for the first time, and hopefully the only time in my life, I started thinking about suicide. I thought that taking my own life would stop me from acting on my feelings, and if I succeeded, I could save my mum from the shame and the embarrassment of being the woman with the gay son. Instead, she could be the woman whose son took his own life, which wouldn't be considered as bad in her eyes or maybe the eyes of her friends. I was really lucky to be able to start unpacking those inherited feelings of shame in my early 20s. But I was forced to navigate my queerness alone, teaching myself through friendships, relationships and sex. I gained the courage to come out to my sister, my nan and all my friends, but coming out to my mum was a challenge. It was the first time in my life that I did anything that could really bring shame on our family. She begged and pleaded for me to tell her about my sexuality, then tried to immediately shove me back in the closet when I just conjured up the courage to accept myself. Whilst I was ridding myself of the shame, she was drowning in it. I had no choice but to move out into a safe space where I could express myself healthily. My mom thought my dad would share her shame, but he just told me he loved me and accepted me when I came out to him. A few years later, towards the end of 2017, there was an incident that happened in my family that brought up a lot of trauma. Some I thought I moved past or didn't even realize I had. The impact of this essentially removed all the residual shame I was raised on. A friend suggested starting therapy, and I was hesitant at first, as it isn't something that is really talked about in West African culture. And if you're ever going through a bad time, usually the only suggestion or solution is to pray. However, a few months later, I started doing sessions, and it was extremely beneficial. Without it, I don't think I would be in the position that I'm in today. I don't think I would be as stable as I am, and I don't think I would be as successful. I'm not in therapy to be fixed. I'm just aiming to understand myself and my needs better and become the very best possible version of myself. Brene Brown also says, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we will ever do. I would love to see even more black queer people talking openly and honestly about their mental health like this, as sharing stories about it could help other people like them with theirs. I'm no longer ashamed of myself, my sexuality, the sex I have and the life that I live. Instead, I'm full of pride. Shame, noun, definition, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Mm -hmm.